Welcome to Random Thoughts with Nicole L. Turner. And today I want to talk to you about not letting the desire for revenge control you. Welcome to Random Thoughts with Nicole L. Turner. So yeah, today I want to talk to you about revenge. I'm sure we've all felt that at some point over the course of our lives. Sometimes the message is really more for the messenger. (laughs) And I think this one is a little bit for me as much as it is for you. I remember a time when Jane Fonda was on the Oprah Winfrey show and she said, we often teach what we need to learn. So as I am sharing with you today, I'm also sharing with myself because 2020 has been a little interesting. There have been some things that have transpired that have really made me want to get revenge on some folks. And uh, truth be told, I'm still working through that. I have not mastered that desire yet. So let me start with sharing what the definition revenge means. Revenge is the action of inflicting hurt or harm on someone for an injury or wrong suffered at their hands. It's the desire to inflict retribution. We've all felt that at some point. We want to revenge. Have you ever been wronged and wished you could punish the perpetrator? Heck yeah. You've been there. I've been there. I'm still there. <laughs> when another person wrongs you, your typical first thought is one of revenge. And if it isn't, kudos to you. Tell me, share with me what you do. To prevent yourself from having that feeling. Because typically, we think that by inflicting a similar pain onto that person, it'll make us feel better. Hmm. While that may make us feel better for a little while, it most likely will not in the long run. Seeking revenge doesn't cancel out the behavior that hurt you or hurt me. It just perpetuates a cycle of pain. You know, and that person you may want revenge on, it could be a coworker, it could be a classmate, it could be a family member, it could be a friend, it could be a boyfriend or a girlfriend. But regardless of the relationship, it's often an instinctive reaction when someone attacks the deepest, most fragile parts of ourselves. You know, it's interesting. A group of Swiss researchers wanted to know what happens to our brain when we reap or when someone reaps revenge. So they scanned the brains of people who had just been wrong during a game in the lab. And the researchers then gave the wrong participants a chance to punish the other person. And for a full minute, as the victims contemplated revenge... The activity in their brain was recorded. And immediately, researchers noticed a rush of neural activity in the nucleus of their brain. The part of the brain that's known to process rewards. So as they were paying attention to what was going on inside the brain of the person who was 
anticipating being able to get revenge on the person who they perceive as the offender. What their study found was that in that moment, in the moment, revenge was quite rewarding. But the long-term effects of getting revenge had just the opposite impact on that person who was seeking revenge. You know, we might gain some personal, though temporary satisfaction from getting revenge on someone who wronged us, but it does little to ease the pain that was inflicted upon us. We often believe that exacting revenge is a form of emotional release and that getting retribution will help us feel better. Yeah, because that's how my brain processes it. Oh, if I get you back, it's going to make me feel better. And we see it in, in movies. We read it in books that portray the act of revenge as a way of getting closure after a wrong. But in fact, revenge has the opposite effect. Even though the first few moments we feel reward in our brain, scientists have found that instead of Quenching hostility, revenge prolongs the unpleasantness of their original offense. Instead of delivering justice, revenge often creates only a cycle of retaliation. You know, Francis Bacon had a quote that said, A man that studieth revenge keeps his own wounds green, which otherwise would heal. What does that mean? It basically means revenge isn't winning. The more you focus on trying to get revenge, the more you keep that wound open. You don't allow it the opportunity to heal. Ralph Waldo Emerson had a quote that said, for every minute you are angry, you lose 60 seconds of happiness. So think about it this way. Revenge is like a rolling stone. You know how you visualize yourself rolling a stone up a hill. First of all, it's exhausting because you're going up a hill and the stone weighs a lot, right? So you're rolling this stone up a hill and you're almost there, but you have exhausted all of your energy because it's probably a Piping hot day. Sweat is just beaming off of your forehead. This stone feels like it weighs a ton. You're exerting all of your energy. You're almost there at the top of the hill. And then you are extremely exhausted. And what happens? That stone begins to roll downward. And now you're caught up in the stone. It's like rolling over you. It's breaking bones. It's causing so much pain. You hear yourself screaming in agony. That's what revenge is like. You know, there's some terms that are associated with revenge. To you, it feels like you're getting justice for a wrong someone did to you. It's retaliation, it's payback, it's vengeance. Right? But no, you have to 
let go of that desire. I get it. What most people want from revenge, they want to restore their dignity, increase their pride or their stature. They want to restore their honor. They want to teach a lesson to the aggressor. They want to punish people. Yeah. They want the aggressor to feel some type of remorse. They may want to demonstrate their power so they no longer feel powerless. They want to get paid back. They want to settle the score. They want to transform themselves from prey to predator, from powerless to powerful, from feeling shame to feeling proud. Or they just may want to tell their side of the story. They want to set the record straight from their point of view. But you know, resentment is like taking a poison and hoping that the other person dies. And taking revenge, a man is but even with his enemy. But in passing it over, he is superior. Living well is the greatest revenge. Martin Luther King Jr. said a man must evolve from all human conflict, a method which rejects revenge, aggression, and retaliation. The foundation of such a method is love. Another quote said, there is no way to peace. Peace is the way. Mahatma Gandhi says, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth and the whole world would soon be blind and toothless. There's a Native American quote that says, think through the consequences of your actions for the next seven generations. Yeah. Revenge, the desire for revenge and the power and the impact negatively that it has that goes on and on and on. It's not what you want. So how do you deal with your desire for revenge? First, you start with understanding the basic emotions. Revenge comes from feeling diminished by your aggressor or you feel ashamed that you allowed this to happen. And these feelings cause you to feel angry, right? So first you gotta understand the basis or the basics of your emotions and find a way to control that emotion. And how do you do that? You write down your feelings, put your feelings into words. This can help you come to terms with them and also help you clarify your thoughts surrounding those feelings. But the best alternative to getting vengeance, to getting revenge, is that the next time you feel the desire for revenge brewing, brewing, like a teapot brewing inside of you, take that intensity and put it towards succeeding. As Frank Sinatra has said, the best revenge is massive success. The ultimate revenge is living well and being happy. So I want to close with get rid of that feeling of revenge. Turn that and your desire to live happy and to succeed. Because the best thing you can do for your enemy is show them that you have no power over me 
I'm thriving, I'm living, and I'm happy. Thank you for tuning in to Random Thoughts with Nicole L. Turner.